Okay, I'm reloaded. Je- Jeff London, DJ Jason Smith. Pick on the pain. When the sun goes down, the music turns up. A whole new world opens up behind the velvet rope. Join us as we take you behind the scenes of the nightlife world. Are you ready? DJ Jason Smith, Jeff London. I'm the promoter, he's the DJ podcast, live from Boston, Massachusetts. Welcome, welcome, welcome. 11. We had 11. We had 11. Yeah, man. Jeffrey, what's up, man? A lot. A lot as usual. We got some club news stuff. Yeah. We got uh, Tau Group taking over or merging. Well, I think they're taking over the Hakkasan Group, which is huge for nightlife around, I guess, the world. (laughs) Yeah, we were talking about this last week a little bit, and uh, I was like, that's like stretching yourself as far as like you can only trust so many people to run venues for you. You know what I mean? So I was wondering how are they going to take over all these, you know, new venues and have their people, you know, that they trust running these venues. You know what I mean? So it's like crazy. But from what I've learned and understood is that yes, Tao bought out Hakkasan group, but Hakkasan still going to be running operations. I could be wrong, but that's what I heard. I don't know all the details. You might as well keep the people that are familiar with the properties in their jobs. Absolutely. Rather than just bringing in Joe from God knows where that knows nothing about the room prior to having that job there. So I think that's a great idea. Congratulations to Tao Group. Yeah, I know know you've worked with them before. Yeah, I've done a lot of over the years. Yeah, I've done a lot, you know played almost all their venues in Uh, new york uh, new Khaled album new Khaled albums fire yeah man what'd you think talk about it i think that it was it was cool Mm -hmm. uh the thankful record at the beginning the first track i was really like waiting for these drums to come in like big booming just like hard drums and it just didn't so i was just like (laughs) come through i'm like what is this where's this going um, I think my favorite track on the whole album is that her record with Amigos. We're going crazy. I like that one a lot. And he sampled that uh, "We the Best," right? Is that the one you said? Yeah, 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 yeah. That record's fire. I'm a big her fan. I think she's probably one of the most talented artists in our industry right now, as far as being creative. And she plays instruments and she writes like yeah. that's hard. A lot of these artists you you we see do this stuff we don't really realize that they don't even write their own music you know rihanna doesn't write any of her own music um i don't know about beyonce i'm sure beyonce doesn't write her music yeah there's got to be a group of writers for that yeah yeah the jay-z nas didn't disappoint oh was pretty good i think nas got him no woo it's a big that was a fire record. It is. I love the sample for the Justin Bieber. I mean, no, pardon Just, me, the Justin Timberlake, because that was like one of the greatest hip-hop records probably of our generation. I was waiting for Ghostface to come in. Just to sneak him in right oh, there? Just like a little snippet yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah that would have been dope, but maybe that would have been too obvious. And then, so we're talking about the Just Be uh, record on featuring Justin Timberlake. Yeah, the Just Be record, yeah, yeah. And that's uh, 
from Hip Hop Heads with Knowledge from Ghostface Killer. Uh, you're all. <laughs> no, we, yeah, we screwed up earlier. Yeah. I, I said uh, all I need because I don't know why that came to mind. All that I got. All that I got. But the original sample is Michael Jackson, yeah. Jackson 5. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So that's a, a, a triple, triple sample. That's what yeah. it's becoming nowadays, though. Yeah. If you notice that, like all the 90s hip hop records that were big in the 90s, early 2000s are coming back and being sampled by these, you know, I can't call them rappers. I, just, I guess a rapper's a rapper, but I can't call some of these artists hip hop artists because yeah, yeah. they're not. Maybe just rappers. Yeah, yeah. They need yeah. to have their own category. I know yeah. people have said that in, in the past before, like Little Yachty. I think he said something about you know, just like rock. When uh, rock came to uh, the front, or heavy metal came to the front of the rock scene mm -hmm. in the eighties, I believe. I, I believe that uh, Metallica was up for like rock metal band and mm -hmm. they lost to like Jeffro Tall. Right. And yeah. it's like you can't compare Jeffro Tall to Metallica. Right, right, right. You can't control, con I'm sorry, you can't con uh, compare. compare Little Yachty to Nas. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Right, right. They need their, I think that needs, so basically what I do to help me recognize the difference in between the genres is when I put those artists like Lil Yachty and the Migos and all that stuff in, when I categorize it in my music genres, I put it trap slash hip hop. That's a good one. Yeah. Cause Maybe there's that, another thing. Yeah. There's like electro hip hop. That's like EDM electro. Right. Wait, did I screw that up? What I'm it, saying is there's a, there's, there's trap music. That's like EDM trap yes, music. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, so a di there's I have two to, different types uh, of yeah, traps. So yeah, I yeah, have absolutely. to put trap slash hip hop. Right. You know what I mean? Or else it could just fit under trap. It could be trap now you're house, trap yeah, house, yeah. trap EDM, trap yeah. hip hop. So it's like, you know, you have to, cause I don't want to get screwed up and like, especially I get lost with the overwhelming amount of music that I have, I have to be precise on how I categorize right. it. You know what I'm saying? And I do, I, do, I do not feel like you can compare those two together. So they should definitely have their own. So going back to like the Grammys, after that, it was such an uproar that you had Metallica and they did a heavy metal category. Yeah, they came up with a different category. There's different categories right. out of rock music. Let's, we'll call the Grammys tomorrow. We need a trap category. Yo, if you got a pull to the uh, Grammys, <laughs> uh, hit us on our DM at I'm the promoter. He's the DJ. We'd love to speak to the committee and uh, pitch our uh, ideas. And uh, grab two tickets for next year. Next um, year. And yeah, also, yeah. we can't forget the... Uh, which Khaled does um, amazingly is bring some reggae artists together and the way well, you come from. Well, because he's such a huge fan of the yeah. And I uh, am also, and you are also. <laughs> yeah. One of the first vacations I ever went on, the first vacation of my entire life as an adult was to Jamaica just because I love reggae music so much in the vibe that it brings. Yeah. It's it's a magical, it's a magical kind of music, man. It is. It is. It is. Yeah, yeah. He brought um, Bounty Killer Capleton and... Uh, together. Yeah, they just dropped the video for that too. I just saw it and it's fire. Like I boop, 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 boop. A lot of a lot of shots. A lot of shots. A lot of that was it not working at all. Oh, there we oh, go. There we go. Yeah. So right. yeah, the Khaled album's dope, man. 
Um, so it's coming in at number two this week, in the which surprised me because of all the features, and I think he's such a mainstream artist. And the first one, it's that crazy, me. like how dark. I mean, how many? These are like hood artists, and it's like he's turned them into almost a pop artist yeah. kind of situation. Like, and the number one album this week was Moneybag Yo, which I've totally been sleeping on. Uh, yeah, I've, but I I didn't sleep on it. I heard. So what happened was. I, I just, it's hard for me to keep up with that stuff because, you know, I got, there's just, so music much just it. comes out so fast and it's only good for a week and then it's, it's hard to decipher. Like, there's songs that I get requests for that don't even exist <laughs> because they only exist on TikTok. Right, right. So you have people that want to hear songs that you can't even get. Yeah. Because they don't really exist. Yeah. Well, this so it's like it's hard. So I apologize for not being up on shit. I was a little late on the Money Bag Yo record, but I got put onto it because I saw something about that uh, certified Neptune record with Pharrell, which is fire. Yeah. And then the, the cool part about Spotify and all those things. When I was a kid, you you'd get this Gangsters Pain a Gangsters Pain album by Money Bag Yo. And that's it. I I didn't know he had a whole by going to catalog. Spotify. I, had, I found out he had a whole catalog behind yeah, him, yeah. and I I could go into that catalog. Before right. you were just like, "Whoa, this guy's good, man. He must yeah. be new." Nah, yeah, dog, yeah. he ain't new. He's been out for a minute. <laughs> just been sleeping. But I I need to address something also about you know the way I came up was I remember one time one of my first gigs on the road was to Nashville, Tennessee. And I brought all the records. You know, I thought I knew all the shit. And I'm DJing in the main room. They have a hip-hop room downstairs. Yeah. I was still playing hip-hop, but I guess it was different. And I would finish my set, and I'd go downstairs and see what was going on down there. Right. They were playing records that, like, I've never even heard before. Like, you didn't even know they existed. It was like, you and might as well yeah. be like, I thought I was in another country, let alone another city. Just in that the, down south. Like, the records were so fire. And I didn't, and you know, you just don't know, you, you're not familiar with them. Because right, they right. don't break, we were so New York and heavy in New York, and hip hop was built out of New York City that you're just, you're used to that New York City thing. And those records just didn't, at that point in time, yeah. they didn't break to the north yet. Right, right. Now, now it's a different yeah, story. Yeah, and absolutely. now people have access to uh, an infinite amount of music, well, which is, isn't good and good at the same time. And that kind of gets into our question of the week. All right, man. What's our question of the week, All Jeff? All right. So we got a winner. With this wow, week what a do. setup that was, huh? Yeah. Can I get a round of applause for that? Yeah. All right. Um, we actually think we know what we're doing around here. <laughs> so... Put a little contest out. Uh, this week's winner gets uh, some merchandise from the, I'm the promoter. He's the DJ store. Uh, yeah, shout out our store. Don't forget Big Night Media. What is it? BigNightShop.com. BigNightShop.com. That's BigNightShop.com. You got it. So this week's winner is uh, Matt Minahan. Appreciate it. All right, Matt. Yeah, one time for Matt, yo. Yeah. All right. The question is, so we're talking about Gen Z. I don't know what that is. They're Zoomers. They're people born from They're 90. called Zoomers in that, like a sex thing or something? <laughs> no, Zooming is the face thing. Oh, but. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Zoomers are born from around 96. The Zoomer generation is 96 to 2010. So it's basically kids that are, that 
are at the clubs right now, a little bit before the clubs. So uh, the oldest would be like 24. So like freshman in high school, yeah. in college, you mean? Like so seniors like, in high school? Yeah. So, yeah. So like a 2010 would be, you know, 11, 12 year old, whatever. But the oldest Sick. would be a 24 year old. So with that being said, the yeah. Generation Z population that's most will soon be able enough to drink some old enough now. Yeah. What are your thoughts on like the TikTok dances, the songs, and for me, like the new marketing tactics, et cetera. And you just t told about that TikTok. So why yeah, don't you yeah. go on well, about that? Well, I think I said something, excuse me, uh, last week or the week before that I need to get on TikTok because I don't really have that. And uh, I have to get up on it because a lot of music's actually being broke on that platform, which is crazy to me. Mm -hmm. I said some a few weeks ago about how I need to start getting on TikTok because songs break on. So going back to what I said earlier, mm -hmm. I found out a lot of those songs that are breaking on there aren't available or wow. they're like samples of old songs yeah, that just yeah. been chopped up that a DJ made. They're making specific records for TikTok dances right. and they can't put them out because they don't have the rights to. So I'll get requests for stuff like that and I'll be like, yeah, I have no idea what you're talking That's about. That's crazy. Yeah. But it's cool though. I get it. You know, the TikTok dances and stuff that almost comes from that cash money era with back that ass up after like, I think, you know, everything started with electric slide and yeah, what was right, the right. other one? Uh, there's another I mean, there's, one. Yeah, there's so many. Yeah, I mean, the, step in the name of love. Yeah, you can step do so, in the name yeah, of all that shit. You know, yeah, yeah. that stuff out of Chicago. They got all yeah. those dances in that yeah. took over and then we took it to the hood and we started back that ass up. And then twerking came out right. and then, you know, it went viral and all that stuff. But Are you a good twerker? Uh, yeah, I kill it. Especially the <laughs> one foot on the wall and one foot behind my back. Uh, so it's dope that it's like that. And there's artists that actually create specific songs for that. Mm -hmm. So some songs pop off be just because they have a dance that goes with it. But oh, yeah. do you know where that originally came from, though? That came from Jamaican music, bro. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That was that reggae joint where it's like... Pun the river, pun the boat, yep. or what was it? Yeah, yeah. Run the river, run the boat. Elephant uh, man, yeah, elephant man, yeah, yeah. and uh, signal the plane, yep. and all those. That was all in that in that era of uh, you know reggae, and that artists saw that it would work, that would yeah, it would propel a record to go further because Absolutely. people can have a specific dance to it. I mean, yeah, even I mean, it's and to and like. To go over this too is I see it in the club too. I mean things like the Dougie and stuff like that that have come out recently. I mean not recently, but but you know in the past ten years. Yeah, the Dougie. Yeah. So the second part is about the marketing tactics of these new generation Z people. And well, I think you could do some. With that being said, I think that my opinion on the marketing tactics mm -hmm. is you have an un limited amount of ideas that you can use now to right. get i think speaking of that i heard that and now don't quote me on this because i haven't actually dug deep enough into this so please take this with like whatever don't come at me like well that's not what happened <laughs> but i heard that little nas x was a plant and what i mean by plant was the record label that i don't know what label he's on or anything and i don't really give a fuck i'm not gonna look it up but the record label that he's on, they already had that song done and produced, which was Rodeo, which was... Uh, yeah, Rodeo. Was rodeo, it? Yeah, or yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. That was already done. Yeah. 
they just didn't have a artist for that specific song. They had a a, a, a whole manual of how they were going to create really this artist, and they were just looking for somebody. It was like it was like being a quarterback. I mean, or being a coach for a football team. You yeah. have the whole game plan, right? But you got to just find that quarterback. Lil Nas X was doing his little TikTok videos, and the record company saw that and brought him in. And you know, yeah. the rest is history. Wow. He was—it wasn't his music, it wasn't his vision. It was already pre-done, right. and and it was I'll just have like to look into they just, that. that's yeah. pretty interesting. Yeah, but that's what I heard. But as far as what you do and what you know, I think that the crazier concepts you come mm-hmm. up with to like track people's attention could help. In your business, absolutely. I, th- I think, yeah. I mean, it helps I, you out more than it helps me out. I think. Yeah, I think the marketing tactics. Yeah, now there's new ways to, you know, uh, put these uh, marketing things. So, for example, for TikTok. So we're just going on TikTok. We're yeah. going on Snapchat, or we're going on one of these. Putting the video out for the club from the night before. Putting, you know. Oh yeah! Before it was only a flyer. Now you can show people what what it looked like last night. So uh, I mean, I've seen marketing tactics where people go on these dating websites and they match up with these girls, and then they just send them the flyer or they send them a video or you know these marketing tactics that these kids are coming up with. We used to get those text messages too back in the day. (laughs) Mass text, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, but now it's a mass text with some video content with some real content showing that can grab your attention. That can instead of looking at something and just reading, oh, party tonight. Oh, fucking, that's real cool. You get to see See the party party, and and it could be advertised. it's huge. Huge, yeah. So those new, so being a promoter and being the host and things like that, I have to keep up with that stuff. So do I think it's the best way to do it? No. Do I do the old school way? Sometimes. Do I have to learn this new stuff? Yes, definitely. Because you either because if you don't keep up, then you're gonna get left behind. Left bro. behind. So with that being said, I think that if you are going to promote and this has to go with DJ and also we've spoke about this on the show before is all right. So Jeff's promoting club Gans, like whatever it is club, club Gans. I don't care what it's called. I know a friend, a guy named Gans, but club like Spearmint or something. Yeah, right? yeah. You know what I mean? If you are going to use that platform to promote this party, you mm-hmm. can't put a, the same marketing Thing every week because then everybody's going to get annoyed. Right. So you have to come with something fresh every single week or well, people are just going to stop paying attention to you. My DJ and the same thing. If I play the same fucking songs every week in a row, they're going to be like, oh, I don't want to go Absolutely. See I mean, it's the same. You put the same video out. You have to catch somebody's attention. You have five seconds to catch their attention. It's and getting, that's and that, that window is it's actually gonna, getting smaller and smaller. I mean, when Vine came out, how long by. was that? Seven seconds to yeah, get someone? Yeah. Or eight seconds, whatever it, it was? It blew yeah. up. Yeah. You have eight seconds to catch this, somebody's attention. This so. new generation's time span of like being, their their uh, attention span is so much shorter than ours. Well, We were just talking about this earlier. Like How, how long songs are right yeah, now? Yeah, we were running crazy. through yeah. Moneybag Yo's album. Every song was like one minute, 45 seconds. <laughs> when we were coming up, every song was five minutes long. Yeah. But yeah. you want to know something funny that just came to my head now that we're speaking about this? I believe all the Beatles songs were like two minutes long also. Really? I th- it has to also do with... But the Beatles and stuff had a lot to do with the way the radio was back then. Because oh, okay. radio 
I know that when I got into radio and I had my mix shows and I was, I never was into radio radio, but right. I would come in and do a DJ mix and stuff. Right. They would speed up all their records. Yeah. So the songs play faster. So you get the whole song, but you have more time for advertising. Right. Right. So maybe that's why the Beatles were like that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, we appreciate Matt. Uh, yeah, question. Matt, thanks Hit for the question, yeah. bro. I hope that answered it. That was a long-winded answer like we always have. But, oh, yo, we don't right. care. It's, nah. it's love, man. Love. Yeah, dude. Want to get into some PNN? Uh, we'll do some story time. Oh, shit. Do story time. Oh. I, I just put that in there. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't see it, man. Well, you know, let's go. Gather around, kids. It's story time with Uncle Jeff. The names have been left out to protect the guilty. Now, here's a little story I got to tell you. Sorry, but I got so caught up in that conversation that, that we just had. That it was good. amazing yeah. that yeah. I forgot where we were. It's all good. I forgot how we run the show. And I don't care because that was just fun. I enjoyed it so much. So thank you, Matt, for the question and Jeff for the beautiful conversation we just had and now it's time for that weekly story from uncle jeff let's go man what is it this week bro this is the time the harvard singer almost ruined the night (laughs) sky r&b singer graduated from harvard yeah smash hits out he had two hits out he was back in town what genre of music is this i'm thinking it's like something r&b Oh, really? Ish. I was thinking it was like yeah. some like, because he went to Harvard, I thought uh, it was like some electronic, like weird, like, you know what R- I mean? R&B like, pop stuff. Okay. So it was just like, uh, what's the word I was looking for? Just like commercial kind of yeah, like. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oops, sorry. Two smash hits at the time. We got him to host one of our famous Rumor Tuesdays, Evolution Tuesdays at Rumor, Rumor Tuesdays. He was in. He was back at Harvard to perform uh, for like their graduation or Spring Fest or whatever. Oh, maybe. so he graduated from Harvard and he came back to perform. Yeah, so he was in town, yeah, yeah. so we were able to get him. All, we would be able to get him that night to host. So he agrees to host. It's awesome. We're so excited. Put out the flyer. <laughs> Put out the text messages. Instant smash. Everybody wanted to come. Now was he hot at that? specific moment in time or at was that it something- specific moment in time he had two huge hits two huge hits. current current that i oh, think okay. might have been both on the radio at the time he was big so you know getting ready for the night sold out night open the doors 9 30 line down the street places jammed 10 o'clock places getting really full so excited for him to come. He said he's going to be around, you know, 12, 12, 30. 12 o'clock comes. Haven't heard. Uh, I'm that's, like, oh, the, that's, man. The, that's the thing this we were crowd, talking about before. Crowd. Like when you yeah. need to have a reliable DJ to depend on. So when you have an artist, it's even more because people don't want to hear. At that point, they're not really there for the DJ of the club. They just yeah. want to see this dude. Yeah. And it gets so really intense. And people get yeah. like, they get, they get like, they, they're, their tension starts to go down. Oh, yeah. So I was like, oh, man. Get the call. 1230. Sorry, just finished the show over there. Going to clean up. Head right over to you guys. He's at Harvard. Went to from Harvard in Cambridge to Boston. 
15 minutes, you know, nothing crazy. Yeah. They leave Harvard at one. So I'm like, all right, that's not bad. But people are starting not to get antsy, but the at play- one in the morning. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. And you guys close at two. We close at two. Well, so, you guys actually probably start winding down at 1240, at, at like 145, one, yeah. 150. But I was, I was, the owner knew we, we got to go right to the two button. Because he's delayed. Yeah. We got to give the people what they want. Or we're going to have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would have ruined the night, kind of ruined reputations, things yeah, like that. Yeah, that's the worst. That's the scariest part. And being an R&B yeah. singer, pop singer, there was a a lot of girls that night and like the, the vibe was just awesome. It was probably DJ hectic um, DJing. It was, it was great. One thirty, Yeah. One twenty-five. get a, Oof, get a call, sweating. get a call. Sweating. We're down the street, but we just got pulled over. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't, he doesn't have a license. And he was driving. The body guy was driving. He oh. didn't have a license. Oh, so he couldn't show. They were pulling him over and asked everybody for their IDs. He didn't yeah, have any. He didn't have an ID either. I'm like, you, you got to tell him that you got to show down the street. And this guy went to Harvard? Yeah. <laughs> With the cop understands. Yeah, yeah. Let's him go. Drives him. He's like, I have twenty minutes to get this. The cop probably knew that if he didn't get there, he the cop would be dealing with the club afterwards. So he's like, I either got to get this guy there. I'm gonna yeah. deal with an unhappy crowd of people getting out of the bar drunk. Flew the guy down there. I literally grabbed this guy out of the car, ran to the DJ booth, jumps on the mic, sings with twenty minutes left. The place just like erupts. He sings all of his songs, sings like three or four songs. Yeah, yeah. The light comes on and it was, and people still talk about it to the day, one of the best things. But that was the time the Harvard Senior almost ruined the night. Yeah. Well, that's good because it kind of like built up that suspense, yeah. dude. But, awesome. Yeah, but I also had two heart attacks. <laughs> I can only imagine the sweat Gather coming down. Around, kids. Yeah. It's story time with Uncle Jeff. The names have been left out to protect the guilty. That was great. I can't wait to find out who it was. You won't find it. <clears throat> so I just got a text. I think our guest is coming through. He got a little bit delayed. So let us let us set this up, and uh, we'll be right back, guys. So GQ Magazine called him the most sought-after DJ in the world. This okay. DJ was born in New York, starting his DJ career at the age of 16. At 10 years old, he started playing bass and drums in a band and orchestra. At 17, DJ Diddy's birthday party in Morocco, and the rest is history. The go-to DJ for artists like J-Lo, Kanye West, one of our favorite DJs. We welcome DJ Ruckus. DJ Ruckus, what's good, man? What's up? Yo, thank you so much for joining the podcast, man. We really appreciate you having you on, man. Absolutely. Me and Ruckus had definitely had some crazy nights together, (laughs) for sure. I can imagine. Yes, sir. So we'll get started right off. We're we're always intrigued on I'm the promoter, he's the DJ about DJ names. So this is a two parter. How did you get your DJ name and did Fresh Prince of Bel Air make you want to DJ? Ah, uh yes. Fresh Prince uh Bel Air. So um there's an episode on Fresh Prince that definitely made me want to DJ. Uh there's a scene where uh there's a family meeting going on and Jazzy Jeff I guess like he just sneaks in the house and Uncle Phil is like talking to the whole family, being like, you know, like he's playing some classical records to the whole family. Like, oh, you ready? 
hear the violins come in and here's the here's the bass and now oh the orchestra if you could hear uh, yeah, listen yeah. listen and jazzy sneaks into the to the to the room where the turntable is and starts like cutting the uh cutting the <laughs> yeah i remember that yeah. episode, and i was sure. i was like oh i was like what's that sound yeah yeah, yeah. and um just kind of had me intrigued and i you know found my way to what that was and it was the turntable and um i um you know started uh making my way towards figuring out, you know, how to manipulate this thing with vinyl and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And, um, I got a, I, uh, asked for a 14th, uh, birthday present, uh, one year and, uh, got turntables and, uh, started collecting records from all of the family members around and fell in love with this thing and never stopped doing it. So, Wow. Yeah, and we um, think yeah. that you haven't stopped doing it because I definitely have some good times with you when we play together. And it's always great, man. We always you always create a great vibe. You bring something to the table that's different from other DJs. And that's why I feel like you've stood out and had longevity like I've had because I tried to keep Mm-hmm. bring some fresh every time like some i don't know you know for our listeners that haven't seen you live you do this thing where you grab the cdj and you get up there and you're jamming yep. it like you're like you're uh you know playing the rock guitar and, and just scratching i like i love that bro so Wait, that how, how do we said, how do we get ruckus though how do we get ruckus uh so ruckus has um uh is something that i used to catch like often in uh 90s hip-hop ah so like if Bring you, the motherfucking ruckus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ruckus, uh, yeah. ruckus cause ruckus. DOS effects used it. Busta Rhymes used yeah, it. Yeah, that was, yeah. was a big 90s wow. word. Yeah, yeah, I never thought about it. There was ruckus method, records, too. Ruckus, yeah. yeah. Method, so then, and then ruckus records popped up. So like right as a, right around the time that I was creating the, the title ruckus, like I, I ran across ruckus records, and I was like, I was like, damn. I was like, I wonder if I should even go there because like this thing is big. Like I was like, I was listening to Medina Green. Yeah, and, hell yeah, and yep. Most Def and yep. all the uh, lyric- lyricist lounge Ugh. stuff and Feral Monch um, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah Feral Monch and um, you know, and also just being a product of hip hop. How also how I got into the to the DJing thing. I um, you know I would uh, come across everything like the you know the graffiti all all this stuff and. Um, you know, I, I was a little nervous about using it because of Rockus Records. Of course, I, you know, I just thought that was the end all in that territory. I was watching like battle videos yeah, from like yeah. the Executioners and yeah. uh, all the DMC, you know, tapes and all that kind of stuff. Is that you know, cutting and scratching and all that is kind of what got me into it, um, and what had me intrigued in the first place. And um, yeah, so I was a little bit nervous about using the title, even though I was going to spell it differently. But um, you know, I was I was fourteen years old. I, I was mean, like, yeah, you know, like, yeah. Let's, let, I was like, let's go in. You know, this is this is the thing. Oh, that's I, awesome. I, I never had another DJ name. I never guessed. A, I never tried any other thing. It was ruckus and only that. I love that. So now that you said that, I have a, a question that that's gonna. At that time period, were you in New York? Because I can't um, see you being in LA knowing about Ruckus Records and Feral yeah. Mods because it was such a New York thing that I don't even that. know if it reached the West Coast. I was in Miami. Oh, okay. Wow. 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 And so, um, yeah, so I was born in New York and, uh, I lived in Chicago very briefly and, uh, I had, and, uh, but grew up in Miami. And so by the time, you know, anytime that I was really into DJing and, uh, maybe one other place, I, I lived in Puerto Rico briefly when I was a kid. Um, my dad's job got transferred around a bunch, so we were moving around all these different places, you know, trying to trying to. But well, that's amazing. You cultured through that, man. Absolutely, I got I got lucky, and it also shaped me for all this moving around that I do for the you know today. The yeah. Now. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, in, in, in Puerto Rico, I'd caught a little bit of wind of it cause there was, you know, there was, there was reggaeton and there was like, you know, a big influence of hip hop. You know, a lot of the reggaeton artists were listening to, um, 
you know, Method Man and uh, Tribe Called Quest. And well, that was like our that. era right mm-hmm. there, man. That was the golden yeah. era. When I put those records in my Serato, I actually type in the grouping as golden era, yeah. so I know uh, that I could type in golden era and everything from that '90s hip hop and R and B early right. 2000 could be in one category. I wish I was that organized. Dude, I've had a lot of times in the past year of uh, not doing anything, so it's been working out. But that's amazing. That answer that you just gave, how you got your name, was not the answer that I was expecting at all. And just the fact that you came up in that era that I did also, I gives me a greater respect for you than I already had. So that's amazing, bro. Jason might change his DJ name tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being wow. said, what was your, so you got the turntables, everything's going great. You found this new love and DJ and, and you just wanted to take it to the next level and share your art with the people. What was the first break that actually got you to that point of, you know, knowing that you made it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah knowing that you really, you're doing this and this is what we're doing. Yeah, man. You know, so I, I always, I, I talk about this every now and then and I say like, no, nobody can do anything by themselves. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. always do that. They're like, you know, especially in the hip hop community, they're all like, yeah, you know, I got it out the mud and I by myself and nobody helped me and all this kind of shit, which I, you know, I call straight bullshit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I, uh, I had a, I had a bunch of lucky breaks and a bunch of help. Um, timing. My, yeah, uh, my, timing. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, you know, timing and all that. Cause you know, it's interesting. All, all this uh, energy towards DJing happen uh, now. And I, I, I kind of feel like it was like always the best job ever possible. I just people didn't, maybe didn't know, you know, but, um, so I got an opportunity to get turntables. I got turntables. I started collecting records here and there. So as fast as I possibly could from every family member, you know, um, I could buy them when I could, you know, they're obviously expensive, but, um, oh, yeah. so I, um, <laughs> I got a uh, I got an opportunity to get a job. I uh, my older brother who was in, involved with some some friends that were part of Crowbar Miami. And I remember Crowbar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hell yeah, like, bro. Crowbar, the original came out of Chicago. They were I, play, I played Crowbar. Yeah, yeah. Crowbar is fucking awesome. Oh, uh, awesome. And um, this is I don't know what ninety nine something like this. And I was fifteen years old. I DJ. I've been DJing for a year. And my older brother uh, is like, yeah, you know. Um, He's got an opportunity to start throwing the Thursday night, and uh, uh, th- this is back when house music had had everything on lock. So Friday and Saturday was house music, especially in Miami. Yeah, that was the big especially scene in Miami. in Miami. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, it was, you know, a lot of European and all this kind of stuff coming in, and uh, so Thursday was hip hop night. They were like, you know, uh, you, you throw Thursday. He was like, I think my little brother's been kind of messing around with DJing. Why don't we Why don't we try him out? Right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, the luckiest break ever on the planet. Live, uh, you know, <laughs> Dude, that is crowbar. Bro. Crowbar is like live in Miami. Yeah, right, it was. Right. I think Dave Dave worked over there at that time, right? I, I think I think maybe he did, or he crossed paths. I think he was at Tantra or something like that then, around that time. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Wow. You know, but like everybody who's like BOG in that business is still you know around. They they worked at that at that night uh, nightclub. That Tantra was legendary. Yeah. So I get the opportunity. I go there. Got one crate of records. You know, not enough records. Not enough to do what it is that's was happening. And you know, I talked about this the other day. There was a um, a record that I bought. Remember AV8 records, Crooklyn Clan. Of course, of course. yeah, yeah. So the Be Faithful AV8 Crooklyn Clan record. With Fat Man Scoop. We just talked with Fat Man Scoop a couple weeks. Yeah, ago. Yeah, he was about on this. our show yeah. a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's what's up. <laughs> what, a, what a legend. Um, so Be Faithful with uh, you know Faith Evans. I mean, uh, that was Man a Scoop banger then. Yeah. That that record still plays today. To yeah, the day, it's a timeless record for sure. 
till this day. I'm talking 98, 99, whenever it came out. There's not too many records that did that, that like still that. And it's not like a, it's not a song that was put out by like some label, you know, it was like no. this deep day version. <laughs> like it was like a hype record. It was almost know? like a white label boot. It was a yeah. white label bootleg record that finally got, later got yeah. picked up by AV8 records, which I don't know how they made any money or like cleared those samples, but yeah, they, they, they probably didn't, you know, they didn't, <laughs> uh, you know, um, but so that was one of the first few records and, um, I start, I go to DJ this set, obviously not enough music, but everybody's kind of like, who's this, it's like this little kid DJing in like the club, yeah, like, yeah. With the, with, you know, yeah. what's going on. The owners were cool about it. This was back before all the social media stuff. So it wasn't, the, you know, such a big deal. They, you know, they kind of like, you know, covered their asses about however they had to do it. And they were like, as long as he's not like caught drinking in the nightclub or whatever else, I think it's okay. They're down. Yeah. So, and my older brother and me and my, uh, you know, convinced my mom, like, like you know he's gonna get paid i think i, I was getting paid uh three hundred dollars for uh for playing from 10 to 5 back then. <laughs> wow yeah. with one crate of records one crate of with records, crate of records. oh you know so i was you know i was running it back uh, quite a few right, times. right, right oh, yeah. yeah they heard that song a couple <laughs> yeah. times in like, the night for sure <laughs> so nice yeah. we like it twice thrice it's thrice and so you know we got it uh I, I you know i got it going but you know and then everybody around just gathered around and helped you know um awesome. shout out to uh smack entertainment guys um bill specter angel uh conrad navid uh um these guys helped me uh they were like you know i, I like what you're doing you're good at this but you have to open up your 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 understanding your catalog of music you know your 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 character arc of the set you know you mm-hmm. got to start somewhere you got to end you know i was playing be faithful and all that kind of stuff like you know as soon as i got on i was, yeah, right, right. I was, I was just out of place and um so they took me to the record store in uh like hialeah or something like this and they were like you know you need uh you need uh bon jovi and, and hot for teacher and you need uh you know some funk you know records and you need uh you know you, this stuff you know you, just get, get it to be a little bit more versatile, right, right. you know, be, be more versatile, be able to warm up, open up and then play your, your headline set and, you know, this kind of thing. So, um, they, you know, they coached me through it, uh, along the way, my, my older brother, Jovar, same thing and, and, uh, got me into place where I could do it and, um, made it work long enough to where, as you know, as the party started to, to bubble, to grow, um, yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, then, you know, he started bringing in some headliner DJs from different places where and then that's also where I got an opportunity to see the guys, you know, who, who did this for real and uh, see how they, they do it and learn from that. Yeah, of course. Exactly. Inspired so, you know, by them. So I, I, got, I got to see Mark Ronson and I got to see Kid Capri, wow. and yeah. see, you know, Grandmaster Flash, Jesse Jeff. They started booking these acts, uh, you know, from from what they knew um, doing uh, parties in New York or seeing parties in New York and bringing, bringing that talent through from, you know, m- mainly from New York, but, you know, sometimes some LA, some, some other cities. That's when New York and, uh, was really popping though, for sure. Bro, Mark Ronson is still my idol. That's oh, awesome. he's probably one of my favorite DJs okay. still to this day. So, so speaking That's of, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Spe- speaking of uh, timeless records, rumor going around that, you know, all the words to crisscross and miss the bus. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> It's like that interview with that dude that knows all the crazy shit about the hip hop artists. Oh like, yeah, uh, we were talking about who Nardwar. Nardwar. <laughs> is it true though? A hundred percent, bro. I love uh, it. All right, I'm, I'm friends. You know, it's interesting how the universe comes full circle. You know, like yeah. uh, I, I, my, my brother was a big Run DMC listener too, and I, you know, I DJ with Run D, you know, with Run DMC and Rev Run a lot now too, and it's like it's crazy to watch things come full circle. But um, and Jermaine Dupri. So, so homie, who's 
the guy who produced all that stuff. Um, I mean, there's and, uh, there's worse songs to know the lyrics. To, yeah, that's let's true. be honest. Uh, well, because my ass used to miss the bus every day. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I just I wasn't a morning person. Uh, you know, I lived in I lived in Connecticut at this time. I moved around so much. So I lived in Connecticut yeah. at this time. And um, um, I was, uh, you know, I had this long ass driveway because we lived in this house that was like way, way far. This weird driveway in this like little con- house complex. Yeah, everything is weird in Connecticut. Hell. Yeah, and I was, I was daydreaming like a mug, you know, just walking down like all the way to school. And I missed the fucking bus like every day. So it was and like your song theme song and theme. walk into yeah. the bus song, yeah. bro. And that song came out because that's also the first CD I ever bought. Wow. Or ever was was. Was it a CD or was it a tape? No, it was. Uh, it was. It was. It was. Uh, it was CD. Damn, you was rich then. <laughs> 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 Yo, I remember I have a memory like that too. Is I remember the first time that I saw Chris Cross's jump. Yeah, I, I remember yeah. the video. I could I could put myself yeah. in front of the TV and I could smell my house for that song and I could tell you what I was eating the first time I saw Juicy by Biggie. Yeah, I remember. Oh, wow. yeah, I, remember I was eating Christopher's pizza and my mom <laughs> just brought it home and it was like MTV, you know what I mean? Like they had those times. It was just crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was I was wearing my pants backwards and all kinds of shit. So we were speaking about this earlier off off the podcast, but in earlier in the podcast, Jeff and I were talking about the Hakkasan Tao group, uh, you know, Tao buying out Hakkasan. With that being said, how do you think that's going to change our industry for, for as far as the industry goes and how is it going to change things for DJs? Um, well, you know, I, uh, I've been friends with the, uh, the guys at Rental Group for a long time. Uh, they're, they're incredible operators in the nightlife business. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, Loki knew about the merger coming um, for quite a while. And, um, you know, just as not talk everything that is, as much as I possibly can with what's going on in the, in, in the nightlife business uh, as, as it affects all of us. And um, Tao Group, um, one, I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. What a great merger. I think, I think they'll do a better job running the night, uh, that, that nightlife conglomerate than, you know, the people that were in there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah. um, that's my honest opinion. Um, they, uh, so I just did a, um, recently did a deal with uh, Zook Nightclub. That's, um, oh, at the, re- the resorts oh, world. I just saw that. Yeah. Congrats. Congratulations. Um, Thank they just much. they uh, just got Tiesto too. I saw. Yeah, there's a good team, man. Uh, you know, Tiesto, Zed, some of the guys are on there. Um, are they signing? Yeah. Or do you think they're signing uh, year contracts, or you think they're just doing one dates? Um, it just depends on what you know. Uh, they have some they have some dates with with guys uh, that have you know three dates, eight dates. Um, you know, I did a year with them. Um, That's awesome! Congratulations, was, bro! Was awesome. Thank you very much, man. And um, so as, as far as Las Vegas goes, I'll be outside of there, uh, outside of a uh, Tau group circuit. But um, I had a deal with Hakkasan and uh, I've had shit when I was since, since 19 years old, I've had a residency in Vegas. Wow. Um, that's amazing. Different places. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Uh, it's, uh, it's, maybe I'm out of my jurisdiction. I can, I can, I can probably say it now. I was, I had a fake ID. I was like 19. So yeah. Did, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the uh, what's the word? The 10 year, uh, <laughs> Time yeah, limit, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Statue yeah. limitations. Statue limitations. We good. We good. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry. We don't tell anybody yeah. anything that they say. We yeah. We outside. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah. I had um, had a residency there, 
at the uh, at the Palms. Wow. Um, actually, no, I did too. I I did Ditch Fridays. Oh wow! So yeah, so I must have been somewhere right around the time. And then uh, uh, it was before AM. It was after AM passed. That's when they brought me in, and I would do Ditch Fridays every Friday or every other Friday at, at Palms Pool, and then Z Trip would play at night at. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Z Trip was around there too. Um, yeah. What a le- what a legend! Pick up uh, Z Trip. Yeah, Z Trip's the guy. Yeah, I hope he's gonna be on the podcast. Oh uh, yeah, got to got to get him on here. Um, but so actually, actually, I was, uh, I was at Jet at the Mirage first. Then I went from there. Yeah, I remember to, Jet. Yeah, yeah. Jet, Jet was cracking. Um, I went from Jet to uh, to the Palms. Um, uh, Palms maybe to like the Hard Rock, and then Hard Rock to um, uh, then then into Hakkasan and all this uh, mm-hmm. this this team. Well, what was that yeah, Hard Rock? Wasn't Pure over there? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pure or, or uh, Clinton Sparks I, had a night over there too. I forget the name of it, but yeah, there was a club. It was, uh, yeah, and also the bank. The bank, yeah. Oh, I yeah. see. I played all those rooms. That's how you and I came up together. The only yeah. difference between you and I was I was doing one-offs. I was going where my booking agents were sending me. I didn't know who I was actually playing for, or <laughs> I just just knew where I had to go at this time and DJ this. And I didn't. I was just so fresh in the business. I didn't, unfortunately. I didn't create these relationships like you've had. So they were just one-offs because every week I was in a different city. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, ha- I didn't think about the business as being, I need to be here every week. Let's do a year because I didn't know what I was doing. I had, I was with mood swing at the time and shout out Johnny Maroney and Ricky Greenstein that helped me out, but they would just tell me where I was going. And I didn't know the business to be like, yo, I need like a residency. Who was, was uh, Chachi with mood swing? Yeah. 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 Chachi yeah. and I, we all came up. Yeah. I remember. So, um, you know, um, you just mentioned your your mentor, and can you tell us what it meant when uh, when he asked you to DJ the Made in America tour with his group yeah. f- filling in for Jam Master J? That was a big time in my career, man. I, um, you know, I had a lot of things going for me around that time, and um, Rev had come across my uh, my managers, uh, who uh, my brother was my manager for a long time, and then I eventually. Um, Joined up with uh, DGI, which is uh, Damon DeGraff and Yoni Goldberg. Yeah, shout out Yoni. And, He's always been yeah, so man. great to me. He's a great dude. Yoni Juan Kenobi. Uh, <laughs> shout out. Uh, and, um, you know, so we, uh, Rev had somehow gotten a conversation about maybe doing some DJing stuff through his, his manager. And um, somebody reached out to DGI and they were trying to figure out sort of the, you know, the system of what they were going to do and how he was going to do it. And they started pairing it with some DJs and uh, he tried a couple of them in, in, in our, within our wheelhouse. And um, we got together and um, it, it was, uh, you know, like a little, little rough at first as, as, as usual, but, you know, we had a, we had a spark and um, ended up uh, working together as, as a DJ team to where he was sort of emceeing and I was DJing. Um, and it, uh, it, it helped turn up the sauce a little bit, you know, with, uh, with what I was doing because, you know, I needed, uh, you know, some, some, you know, real celebrity to attach to what I was doing, you know, DJ wise. And, um, at the time, I mean, this was, this was around the Palms residency time. So that's the, that's when we did the first show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I and, remember that. And, um, you know, we just kind of found our, our, our niche. And, um, then he was like, you know what? Run DMC is getting back together because they had had this, you know, this, this, 
this uh, long space of time where they weren't performing together. And uh, I want you to DJ. And I was like, wow. oh, oh, well, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, let me think about that. Mm, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, hold on. I'm going to go, you know, wipe my nose and yeah, come yeah. back because, like, that's the craziest thing that I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. And um, he has another DJ. Uh, DMC has a DJ, Charlie Chan. And uh, so they, they were like, you know, you guys are going to work together and mm-hmm. drop the records together. And we did a rehearsal and they had the whole thing put together and how they wanted to do it and all that. And um, it was just, you know, it's, it's been a special relationship for me because he uh, is, is, is very, holds a very high standard uh, with what he does and is, is very meticulous about how. The name is represented. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Um, yeah, that's yeah, strong. Is a, yeah. You know, it's a legacy. And um, that's part of why they hadn't touched it for so long. Yeah. And so, um, I was just honored to be a part of it. And, uh, you know, we ended up doing the, Met, the Made in America tour um, mm-hmm. with, you know, and, and, you know, had Jay-Z walk down the middle of the thing with yeah, Beyonce. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. So, and you did the Grammys too that. with them, right? I remember you uh, were on yeah. the Grammys, yeah. Insane. We did, uh, you know, Aerosmith uh, performance along with. Wow. Walk this yeah, way. I remember that. That was dope. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, legendary moments, you know. And uh, and like I was saying, like, you know, that full circle thing, you know, my, my older brother was listening to Run DMC when I was a of kid. Course, was yeah. of the, that was one of the first, you know, cassette tapes that I had seen inside of a, a, a Fisher boombox. You know? And <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, what's this thing? And I, I used to think because uh, it had two tapes, and, you know, you could you could of sync course, the cord. Yeah, and, yeah. and I would think when I was a kid, I was like five. And I would say, I looked at it and I was like, oh, wait, maybe if I write the, the letters with this marker the same way that this one is, when I put the two inside this, the, the, the tape deck, that it's going to copy. And I'll have two, I'll have my own version. I can go listen to that cassette <laughs> and the other yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, I was, you know, inching trying to write it the same That's way. That's pretty funny, bro. That's amazing. Um, you know, and then to turn out, then you know, and now I'm DJing for Run DMC. That's, That's crazy, That's bro. However many years later, is crazy. Yo, shout out, yo, yeah, we that, gotta give, we gotta yeah, give you a round of applause amazing. for that one because yeah. that's like legendary status shit right yeah, there. That is. One time for Ruckus. Yes. Yeah, one time for Reverie. Yeah, man. So being from, you know, I I understand. I unfortunately am an only child, so I didn't have any musical inspiration within my household to look up to. That was close to age. Like my mom listened to Latin freestyle house music. You know what I mean? Like as a kid, I wasn't really, I didn't know that shit. My dad would only listen to like bad to the bone song when he used to drive his Corvette (laughs) with the top down or some shit. So I found all this music on my own. So being that you had that inspiration within your own household, you know what I mean? Through your brother and everything and your whole family is just so close to being into the music. What, what's your favorite genre of music and what is like your one time like all always go to album damn um so, i know it's a tough uh, one bro yeah, man, he's just throwing the body punches <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> uh so um my uh my family was definitely really into music both of my parents uh my, my father's from louisiana uh you know and my, my mom's from from miami via the bahamas oh man that's beautiful um, you know, there's a lot of music in there, and uh, we listened to a lot of soul stuff. So it was, uh, <laughs> it was Marvin Gaye and um, Stevie Wonder and Donny Hathaway and all this kind of stuff. And, I mean, ain't nothing uh, better than that. Yeah, man. It was, you know, music was incredible. And, um, uh, you know, as I started getting into music and listening to my own stuff um, or stuff that they were playing around me, I really liked. I was into that neo-soul territory. So like Erica Badu and D'Angelo oh. and and all that type of thing. That's kind of, kind of where I was really started to pay attention to what, what was happening. Um, and, um, uh, that's probably like, you know, that's one of my favorite sounds even now. 
uh, when I listen to, and I'm really happy it came back like this, like the new school R and B, um, you know, Masego and Sir. And yeah. Yeah. Her I love her. And, we were uh, just speaking about her oh, earlier. Yeah. 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 Oh, man, incredible. She's like rock, mm. rock star as it gets. Yeah. Um, and um, so I started doing uh, and listening to that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, those, uh, those, those are probably my favorite albums. And then uh, my go-to. Um, there's for some reason the song Just a Touch of Love. Uh, just a touch of love. A little bit. Yeah, hell yeah. For some reason that like every time um, – just keeps coming back around uh, to me no matter where. That bass line, man. Music. Yeah, that bass line is Oof, fucking nuts. Chunky. And, and uh, so, you know, those are, um, you know, some, some of my favorites that like always pop in my head. You know, everybody has like their song that for some reason, yeah, like yeah, first yeah. thing in the morning, like, you know, it just, it just, pops up get you going um, that yeah, is you know, a good that, song to get you going just yeah. it's like you can't listen to that and not have a smile yeah. on your face yeah. like you gotta yeah. be in a fucked up place not to have a smile <laughs> yeah. on your face for that shit one. and then I think overall my favorite like like rap album that, that ever was uh was the cow for Method Man Ooh. oh Whoa. wow That's I didn't expect that album, yeah. I didn't expect that as yeah. fire yeah. Yeah. so one of the one of the you asked me earlier about you know how I'm doing in the COVID one uh, big thing that I lost out on due to this COVID thing I actually had the opportunity of playing an opening set here in boston for erica badu she heard me djing she was about to go back to the hotel and she ended up staying throughout my whole entire dj set she jumps on stage i'm walking back you know taking care of my shit putting packing up my stuff and the security guard's like, yo, you used the DJ? And I was like, yeah. He's like, Eric would like to see you after the show. And I'm like, yeah, all right, bro. Like, she's going to remember me after being on stage for an hour and a half. So, you know, I'm just not, you know, being in this industry, we right, get right. used to being highs and lows. So you just take it like, yeah, okay. Because you don't want to psych yourself up. Like, Erica's the queen, yo. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to psych yourself up to be disappointed. So long story yeah. short, she gets off stage and I'm walking back there just about to leave. And her sister comes up to me. She goes, are you the DJ? And I said, yeah, yeah. She goes, Erica really wants to see you. So I go in there and I'm just like, you have no idea. There's some people that I've met a lot of celebrities and I've been in a lot of situations, some with ruckus that, that were awesome. pretty amazing <laughs> personally. And it's just like normal, but there's some people that their the energy aura, is the like, aura, holy yeah. shit. So her sister's like, don't look in her eyes too long. She'll make you freeze. And she's like, don't listen to her. She's only joking. <laughs> so she said that she loved my set and she asked me if I recorded it, all this stuff. And I said, yeah, yeah, I'll get it too. She goes, yo, so what are you doing in, in, in April or something like that? And I go, uh, 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 uh nothing, nothing, Miss Badu. Cause you have to call her Miss Badu cause it's in the contract. <laughs> she goes, all right, cool. You're going to be DJing my birthday party. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. And then COVID shut that shit down, oh, man. Uh, I was like, oh, because that's, yo, I'm like you. I hold Erica to a higher plateau yeah, than a abs- lot of artists. Absolutely. You know what I mean? She's, Legend. she's amazing. So Legend, that's man. my story. All right. Before, before- amazing how that stuff happens with uh with dj and it's a beautiful thing it's, it's all about true. like you said earlier it's about being at the right place at the right time and that's it mm-hmm. yeah, yeah right. absolutely so i get, we'll do one last question before we get into a little game so we always on uh i'm the promoter he's the dj we have a lot of djs that listen since you started so early what's in, been in the game for so long what's some advice you'd give to an, an up-and-coming dj especially in this time right now yeah, where, for sure yeah. Well, you know, this time, um, these times, I think, you know, the, uh, the internet presence is, is, is an important thing. 
and um, not as much as it was then. Or and and I think it's a it's it's a nice thing to be able to use to be able to get yourself out there a little bit. Little tool, um, yeah get on these, these, these twitches and these Instagram lives or, you know, whatever it is that you can possibly do as much as, as much as possible, because you have an opportunity to put your talent Mm -hmm. and your skill level out there ahead of you, you know, being able to perform. Of course. Right. right. And you still need that outlet as far as being an artist like you and I are too. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's, that's super important. I think, uh, you know, something that, that worked for me, um, one consistency, but be a nice person, man. You that know? goes yes. a long way. That's so far, so far in this so business far, period, yeah. for sure. I, we, we always talk about showing up on time, being, being prompt, being yeah, responsible, being yeah. and, and building these relationships. I think if a, a booking, if a, a guy that that programs the room feels like he's bringing in his friend rather than he's bringing in some guy that he's just paying fifteen hundred, yep. twenty five hundred dollars to, you know what I mean? Yep. Like you know, have moments with them. And you're really good at that. Like you and I've had some really great times together outside the club. Yeah. And we had some great times playing together. We've played together a bunch of times and it's just, there's not a lot of people that I've been in this business with that I could say that I've enjoyed time with them outside of our work together. You know what I mean? I appreciate that, man. Thank you. You know, I appreciate you, man. Well, man, you know, and it, it, it matters, you know, and, and, uh, and, you know, carrying a lot of people carry this ego with the stuff, you know, who's playing what records or or, or how are you coming in and, you know, just just be cordial with the people when you're dealing with the man. Everybody's got a lot going on and, you know, yeah. trying to make the night great. Yeah. And, um, you know, if somebody's, you know, really messing up and doing doing the wrong thing, you know, maybe you can say something or whatever. But like, you know, let 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 it all let it all flow and and uh, and and be happy that you know that we get to do what we do for a living, um, which is such a, a fun job. Um, you know, making people happy and, and playing great music. Um, so you know that that goes a, a long long way. For sure. And um, you know, don't uh, you know you know burn the bridge before you get the opportunity. You know, hell, um, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, you know, you get in there and uh, you know you. Uh, you know, work for what you can work for, you know, mon- uh, money wise, uh, until it's necessary to ask for, you know, more or whatever it is. Um, and, um, you know, cause all, all of that stuff, man, it just, it just, it, it build a rapport with your, with, with your people, because like, you know, we were talking about this style group, Pakistan relationship, all that kind of stuff, you know, um, people will come back and work with you for a very, very long time. As long as, you know, they know that you, uh, one are about your business. Dependable. Um, yeah, for sure. Job, you're dependable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, you're looking for growth, you know, mm-hmm. you're looking for, you know, looking to move forward, right. um, and to move the, the, the culture forward, the nightlife forward, whatever it is. Um, you got to make sure that you're, you're, that you're, uh, presenting that to your to your people mm-hmm. and uh and they'll, they'll you know and be a nice guy they'll, they'll continue coming back to work with you and and share their clients that they have Facts. and you know and and bring you to their new territories you know tower group is about to become you know the the they were already the largest conglomerate in <laughs> their life. they definitely so, doubled it now yeah. you know yeah. yeah now they now they just doubled up right and, you know, having relationships like that that people you know truly care about you and and, and believe in you um gonna you know carry on for a very long time so you know being a nice guy and and you know being being uh you know personable is, is an important piece awesome that's great awesome answer, thank man. you so yeah, much yeah definitely a great answer one time uh, one time all right let's start this 
So we play this game every time we have a guest on the show. It's called This or That. Yes. So what we're going to do here is we're going to give you two answers, and you're going to pitch pick this or that. Yeah. Pick right. one or the other. Pick one or the other. Jeff, you ready? Start I'm ready. It off, bro. ready. Better party. Steven Spielberg's son's bar mitzvah, Diddy party. Woo. Uh, Diddy. All day. All day. <laughs> L.A. or New York City, brother, bro. Brother love. Uh, LA or New York City. Woo! Yeah. Um, are we talking about living or performing? I'm talking about energy. Huh? No, what are we talking about? What should we say? Sorry. I think let's talk about parties. Think, parties. Oh, that, I, I think it's going to be New York, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hands down. All right. Because you guys got a what, what kind of what curfews LA? One? Uh, yeah, you know, there's house parties out here that are that are a little bit more off the chain. If we're talking about yeah, after I've been, parties, I've been to a couple of those sometimes <laughs> up in the hills. <laughs> we're talking after party. We're talking LA. We're talking New York. Yeah. We're talking, you know. New well, York. the thing about New York, I, let me let me just in get in there. Get quick. in there. We talked about this last week or two weeks ago about New York and Boston and just my favorite cities I played in. New York has a different vibe, and this is the perfect example because this actually has to do with ruckus. I was performing with Travi McCoy Super Bowl night at Sapphires. Travi didn't feel good or something happened and he bounced and I had a fucking sprinter yeah. for the whole night. I mean, New York is popping this night. It's right. Super Bowl Sunday with the Super Bowl in New York City and all of a sudden Ruckus is sitting at the table with our friend James Wang and Ruckus and I were talking and we're like, yeah, let's get out of here. We ended up taking a sprinter to like all these different that's the thing about New York is you, you to, and I went to five different spots <laughs> and and you could do that in New York. Most yeah. cities you're at one or spot and that's it. We yeah. bounced around to so many parties, ended up at a hotel and then ended up taking an Uber back. Like that was a great fun night. You can't do that everywhere. That's some New York yeah. shit right there. Yeah, New York is New York is definitely fired for that for sure. All I right. just want to include that story because that so, night so we go we go in New York with parties. All yeah, right. yeah, yeah. CDJs at turntables. Turntables. Oof. Oof. Yeah. There's like, we spoke about this last week too. I said there's some things you could do on a CDJ that you can't do on a turntable. Yeah. There's some things you could do on a turntable that you can't do on a CDJ. It's that motion. It is, know? man. It feels yeah. so good. So Smooth. So what your favorite actor or actress, Megan Fox or Jacob Eldry? I don't even know who those people are. <laughs> The internet is wrong. The internet is wrong. wrong. The internet has failed me. The, boo, internet. Yeah, boo. What a bad yeah. fucking internet question. Yeah. I, but I think we know the ne the answer to this next one. This yeah. or that. Mark Ronson or AM? Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Man. <laughs> uh, I got to say AM, man. All right. Because because AM AM gave us the style that we all rock with, so he created that style. Yes, for sure. And 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 I and I want to say Mark took a little bit of it too. Okay. And and uh, you know Mark, a bigger musician and a and a and a an incredible artist. But um, as far as DJing goes, the influence of which. He had on on uh, the DJs that are. Oh, in our AM territory. changes the game for open sure. Yeah. territory, yeah, he is open format. Mm -hmm. Well, it, it worked out great for you, a person like you and I, people like you and I that appreciate different genres of music. 
yeah. instead of being pigeonholed into being, oh, you're that hip hop DJ. I'm not a hip hop DJ because I I could yeah. play anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He, and I love that style. Yeah, and the way and the way that we're you know cutting out of the of records as the mix is coming yep. in and yep. all that kind of he he created all that shit. A lot of that wordplay stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, we like. I feel like we're kind of alike. Also, that we like to paint with different colors. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, so in AM kind of made it made yeah. that uh, 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 you know allowed us to do that mm-hmm. through the, yeah. him doing I, it. First. I I saw it from Mark Ronson originally, but AM is 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 like capitalized on it. Took yeah, it really it, yeah. yeah yeah. All right, Ran with so. it. Another hard one. Ready, brother Marquisa, Uncle Luke. You said you were in the Miami. Brother Marquisa, Uncle Luke. Yeah yeah. <laughs> so this correlates with the question that we were talking about earlier about painting with different colors and you and I like. You know, we've played at the box together before, and you know it's really eclectic there. And mm-hmm. we play out. When I got that job, they told me to play outside of the box as far as music goes. So, with that being said, in in you and I loving different genres of music and being able to play different genres of music throughout the night, do you enjoy playing a big club or? A hard to get an exclusive intimate lounge that's sexy as fuck that not everybody could get into. Cause they're two different beasts. Yeah, they're two different beasts. And they uh they both hit uh well and yeah. different, you know. Totally uh, different. That's why this is a great question. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> question. Um, you know, and I've and I've had some of the best versions of both. Um, you know, uh yeah, being able to really play, I like an authentic version of anything. So if you if you are truly a rock and roll fan, or mm. you truly a hip hop fan, or mm-hmm. you truly, I like to be able to really get in the pocket, yeah. of whatever that is. It feels good, real in either place. So you know, if I'm in a big club and the place really loves house music, or I'm in a big club and they, you know, place really loves hip hop, whatever, yeah. I, I'm, I'm about the authentic version. And usually, in a smaller venue, you get the authentic version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, you know, depending on who, who the who the clientele that's in the room is, uh, you know, a small room is. Is uh is 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 more fun usually. Awesome. Um, yeah. Well, you know, with the small room, you could paint a little bit easier because in a small intimate room, I feel like that already has energy to it. Mm-hmm. As far as a big room, it's a big room. You have to create something. Right. Like when I DJ at Rose Bar in the city, like that room is so sexy that. I, Bar. Shout out Frank Roberts. What up? Yeah, man, Frank. You know, I could play. Almost anything in that room, man, yeah. and it works as long as it's sexy. I'm not going to go in there and play some like heavy metal shit, but right. sexy, just vibey, and there's always somebody that's going to be in that room that's going to respect that. And I've I gotten so many gigs out of that room in the box. Shout out the box, everybody over there, that I just love it. So that's why I wanted to ask you that question because you and I are in both of those worlds. Some are DJs that play those intimate lounges don't cross over into the mm-hmm. big rooms. And some big room DJs never played an intimate room like that. That's why I wanted to have you on the show. And I have so much respect for you, not only as far as a DJ, but you're my dude. You're a good fucking dude. Absolutely. And we appreciate you taking this time Thank out and rocking so with us today, yeah. man. And get a ruckus with us. Ruckus with us. Ruckus with us. Yeah, yeah one time. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hi guys, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. We'll Yo, I can't wait to rock soon, my friend. I mean, we're yeah, almost let's there, get, brother. Let's get back outside, my brother. I let's- miss that pretty face of yours and that energy. <laughs> for real. For real. There's not a night that we don't have fun in any time we're together, and I always appreciate you, man. In Atlantic City, we done everything. So thank yeah, you. Man. All right, Ruckus. All right, Thanks, thank brother. You. Peace.
That was pretty fucking good. That was awesome. Should we get into some PNN right away? Yeah, let's go. Let's PNN. Go on, yeah, yeah, man. Thanks to Ruckus again. That was awesome. Yeah. Shout out Ruckus, yeah, my was, fucking guy. Yeah, that was awesome. So, like we always do every week, we have Positive News Network because we do shit a little different around these parts. Instead of bringing you that negative shit you hear on TV every day, we bring you positive news. And it's brought to you by this wonderful man named Jeff London. Jeff, <laughs> what is the positive news this positive week, my news friend? This week, again, we're doing some Earth stuff, but we're, we're including him. Wait, Rick Ross is a big Earth Day fan, bro. <laughs> he is. <laughs> we're incorporating music into this one too. So Cold Sick. Coldplay, who's the lead singer again? We know. Coldplay? Don't yeah. ask me that. Chris Martin. Chris Martin. I couldn't even tell you the lead singer. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's in my notes. It's in your notes. <laughs> so you don't forget. <laughs> so they adopted a barge that uh plucks plastic out of the river before it flows to the ocean. It's called the Ocean Cleanup Project. And this uh this so young wait, wait, Dutch it's, a, it's a barge that that this like it, oh so it comes out the bottom of, like when the river outlets into the ocean yeah it so before it gets yeah, yeah so yeah. before it gets into it, it's a ah. barge yes yeah, so this kid who's like fifteen years old or something invented this thing and it, but uh, he's older now because this is it happened before but they just yeah oh this kid's been doing I've seen a special about him yeah, before it's so he's been doing this yeah. since he was fifteen and he's older it, now yes. so this is years ago so they uh, but this is an update of okay of a, so they just ad- adopted a barge that basically just paid for it so this kid has money for it um so now they have their little help from this english band um so it's unbelievable just that yeah small little english band called uh, <laughs> yeah, <pretty. laughs> so i mean that's just we just uh love the combination of music and you know helping the environment and out art and too and art yeah, yeah we we i think i, I try like to say we, we try to mix it up in in and just keep it fresh and not yeah. only that but this basically everything we're talking about is based upon the culture here absolutely in, in the culture of, of of music and the culture of arts and uh you know hip-hop culture you know there's there's elements to all this shit and there's levels to it all you know yeah. as far as art goes with the graffiti that goes with the hip-hop it's, it's all fed into one bubble it's not all about nightclubs here yeah. it's about the culture and we nightclubs get, and yeah. and music is part of that culture we get a second positive news Ooh, we let got me, two yeah we, we got a little second positive news i gotta fix this uh what's <laughs> the second positive news let's go let's go second positive news that was a great first positive news by uh, the way. after a year of seeing this guy hanging around too much we get some big announcement from you some positive oh, we news. Do? Yeah. Are we allowed? Yeah. Let's yeah, do some it. Positive news. This guy's got two gigs coming up. It's a yeah, positive. Yeah, we finally breaking <laughs> finally, out some dates, bro. We're breaking out dates. Let's go. Hey, I don't know what they are. Do you remember what they are? 21st. We're, I wasn't prepared for this. 21st. The 21st? Yeah. No. No? Oh, yeah. Friday, May 21st, 50 Cent. Along with? Well, that's a different night. Along with me, Jason Smith. Absolutely. Motherfucking right. And then following that... I think it's the 28th. I don't know if it's the 28th or not, but I know we got Rick Ross and we're rocking together. Jason With- motherfucking Smith. Congratulations, Jason. That's a positive <laughs> news. Yeah. All right, great. Great positive show news today. Yeah. Locked up in our bedrooms no more. Yeah. Um, once again, you can find us at, I'm the promoter, he's the DJ. You can find Jason on SoundCloud at? My SoundCloud and my Bandcamp because I want you to go support me. You there ain't got to pay for it. You could pay a dollar. You could pay 20 Everything is bandcamp.com, Jason Smith Music. SoundCloud is 
soundcloud.com slash I am Jason Smith. My motherfucking Instagram is Jason Smith Music. You got it. And this guy's is Jeff, Jeff London, London underscore. underscore. And that's this week's show, y'all. Woo. Peace. Jeff London, DJ Jason Smith.